My name is Heather Ely, and I am the founder and CEO of Project Sanctuary. What inspired you to create Project Sanctuary? I had been a nurse in a clinic in Colorado during the first Gulf War, and military families started showing up with Gulf War illness. We had a Vietnam uh, doctor that was treating or doing the best he can to at least listen and understand what was going on, and that attracted even more families. And as a civilian, I didn't understand what was going on and why these families were so desperate for help. So then you fast forward to 9-11, and my first thought was, oh, my goodness, who's going to take care of all these families? Um, so I Googled who's taking care of military families, and nothing really came up. And that started a huge left turn in my life. <laughs> yeah, what is it like not only being there for veterans, but making sure the families are supportive? Right. Um, so in my nursing background, I was home care and hospice. And sometimes when you go into the home, it's not the patient that you need to take care of, but the whole family to yeah. help strengthen and make sure they're um, they're cohesive and they, they can help each other. I mean, there are tons of wonderful programs for veterans. Not a lot for the family. So yeah. when the veteran goes fishing, he gets the tools and support and resources that he needs and he comes home and it's still kind of baseline chaos. So we literally take the whole family fishing and give the whole family tools and support. So even the kids and the teens are learning concepts and resources, but on their level. Yeah. What are some of the programs Project Sanctuary has? So we do a six-day therapeutic retreat. Uh, what sets us apart is the fact that we have a whole professional staff. We have licensed professional counselors, certified therapeutic recreation specialists, social workers. Um, we'll do three classes, two hours a day on relationship, communication, uh, the first two days. Uh, we're changing our post-traumatic growth class over to uh, uh, pursuing wellness more about health and wellness. And then we always try to tie in a financial component as well. And again, the teens and the kids are learning the exact same concepts, uh, but on their level. And then we have lots of recreation, therapeutic recreation built in, uh, three different structures. Something if they saved up money, they could go do like horseback riding, uh, once in a lifetime opportunity, sometimes snowmobiling over the Colorado divide, whitewater rafting's always been amazing. And then lots of free activities, family game night, hikes, fishing. Um, so we, we try to blend in as much as we can in the six days. And then we follow up with the families for a additional two years or as long as the families need us uh, with our social work team providing the resources and helping them set goals and move forward. Have you seen families' confidence rise after the retreat and talking uh, to the organization? Absolutely. Uh, we've partnered with Clemson University a few different times to make sure that our surveys, our uh, validated surveys are tracked and we're getting the results that we want. Um, so it's really common to have that bell curve. You're like you start here and then you then you um, go up and you have a retreat. You have a wonderful experience. And then there's a little bit of letdown when you get home. 
But what our six-month surveys are showing is that the families are even more competent. They're more excited about their future. They're a little more hopeful about relationships at the six-month mark than they were even leaving the retreat, which is pretty powerful. And before we, uh, I started recording, you talked about uh, big news that happened uh, today. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so for the last 16 and a half years, we have been a homeless nonprofit. We have relied on other um, conference centers and places to host our retreats, which is a little bit tricky because there's not a lot of places that don't have just a lot of bunk beds. So we need family housing. I cannot reconnect mom and dad in a bunk bed. That does not work. Um, in 2020, we lost kind of our home base in uh, the East Troublesome wildfire. And that was uh, devastating to the organization and to our families. So we've been looking for a perfect sanctuary and we found one in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, and we were able to close on it yesterday. Um, just with the amazing help of some very generous donors and now our work begins. We get to remodel it from the bunk beds over to family housing uh, and make sure that we are providing the absolute best we can for these military families in a therapeutic setting so that they have a sanctuary, a place to come heal. Uh, so we're really excited about that. What have you learned from the families? Oh, wow. You learn so much from the families and every uh, retreat is different, but really resiliency. Um, these families face incredible stresses. Um, and if you look back at Vietnam and what happened to those veterans, and we we really failed as a, as a country and as a community. Um, and these veterans want to get better. They can see some of the isolation uh, and their kids, and they, they want to get better. They want to do better. They want to set a better example for their kids. And they're just really resilient and brave. I mean, it takes a lot of guts to reach out for help and say, hey, I need a therapeutic retreat. I want to bring my family. Um, so I'm, I'm always just inspired uh, by their courage and their resiliency. And the more they pursue health and wellness, the, the better they are. Uh, there is hope and healing out there. Have you seen uh, the stigma of people just talking about mental health lessen a little bit? Yes, the, and we serve actively serving families as well um, and veterans. And especially while they're currently serving, it's really taboo. And, you know, as much as our armed forces have done to educate people and try to reduce the stigma, there's still a stigma and it'll affect their clearance status. Um, and there's often times when we'll have a family at a retreat and we're like, well, how long have you had your traumatic brain injury, your TBI? And they're like, what? We're like, oh, let's go back and <laughs> let, let's get you formally diagnosed. Let's see what else is going on. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely, it can be managed. You can't cure PTSD. Right. Um, but there you absolutely can learn how to live with it as a family. It, it's pervasive. Uh, it affects everyone in the family. Uh, and there's uh, ways to do better. What do you do to help your own mental health? Oh, good question. <laughs> Personally, I like to meditate a lot. Uh, I am big on meditation. 
Um, I probably work too much and care for others, and that's part of my healing. Um, and there's something about giving back. And a lot of times our families go to the retreats, and they're like, I need another retreat. We're like, no, you don't. You need to come back and volunteer. It's it's more therapeutic on this side sometimes helping. Uh, but I am surrounded by an amazing family and support system uh, that helps keep me in check so that I can do what I need to do. But uh, yeah, meditation and really long walks on the beach sometimes helps a lot. At these retreats, what is it like seeing the kids and, and even the adults uh uh, faces during the event. You know, and I always say that we can talk about the retreats, but until you can come feel one uh, yeah. and feel that energy. But typically they, the families come in the first day and they are guarded. They, their walls are up, their antennas are up. They're looking for the purple Kool-Aid when they're going to start selling us a timeshare. What's going on here? We're not going to fly to the retreat. We're going to drive. So we got a fast exit. Um, and we do a lot of prep work. We have a lot of testimonies. And a lot of times the families are referred by other families and that helps. But they still come in guarded. And then by the end of the retreat, after uh, six days, they're bonded. The families are bonded together. They bonded with the other families. Uh, oftentimes there's tears. The kids don't want to leave. They want to stay with the therapeutic retreat. Um, because our rec therapists are just amazing with the youth and the teens. Um, but they, they're leaving with hope. And they're leaving with a whole different countenance, a whole different perspective. Um, finally, mom and dad may be looking at each other eye to eye. I used to, um, some of the retreats I knew that were really successful when, you know, that wife gets that love pop right on the butt and you're like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely see more handholding and more, more connection. And um, that's always just amazing what can happen in six days when families sign up and they want this experience it truly can be magical where do you want to see project sanctuary in the next say three to five years well we're gonna finish this retreat center and get it set up so that it is therapeutic for families and it is uh, there for the next hundred years so any military family that needs help knows of a place we'll continue to host retreats in other states to make sure that we're still accessible uh, we have a lot of veterans in the southeast and in texas uh, so we'll continue to offer retreats in those locations i'd really love to see this retreat center be an epicenter for quality health so that other counselors can come learn what we're doing and how we're doing it other groups can come learn what we're doing. I would really love to be able to share our secret sauce and help other organizations and other professionals so that we can all be out there helping people. What are some of the things that motivate you? I just, I think I'm insane. Uh, I've got an insane passion for military families. I've got a focus <laughs> and a drive. Um, uh, I, I just know my purpose, which is a blessing. And I know what it is I was supposed to do here on earth. And uh, I've been just blessed to have people that show up and help at the right times. And there's a need. Uh, I wish there wasn't a need. Um, mm -hmm. But military families are still contacting us every day. We're still deploying. People don't realize that. Yeah. Military life is rough. And as long as families are reaching out saying, hey, we need a little bit of help here. 
then we're just going to keep going. When you created the organization, did you ever think it would be this successful? No. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we had lived in Colorado and I could take some military families up to the mountains. We'd go horseback riding. I could match them up with some resources, do a little social work, make sure they were on their path. And uh, yeah, to have 30-ish employees and have hosted over 2,200 families and almost 300 (laughs) retreats like all across the country. Um, yeah, it's mind boggling. Uh, but again, it, it's the need. It's we're, we're based on what the families need. And um, we've been able to pull it off with a lot of help. How can people reach out and learn more? Uh, our website's projectsanctuary.us. And there's a portal right for the families. If they they can have just social work and case management and family support, they can have retreats. They can do both. If people want to volunteer, we love people to come experience what we're doing and to help out. Uh, All nonprofits are relying on volunteers, um, and we have some pretty amazing volunteers. Uh, And then just ways you can get involved if you want to donate or do a fundraiser for us. We're we're always very appreciative and grateful for uh, donations as well.